Hi, welcome to the This Mama Needs Grace podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Capel. This is a podcast about a lot of things. Motherhood, marriage, coffee, running, routines. But above all else, this is a podcast about love. It is about grace, and it ultimately is about Jesus. Join me here every week where I turn my neat, typed-up blog content into a raw and honest conversation with you, my friend. Happy Monday and welcome to episode number seven of the This Mom Needs Grace podcast. This past week, Hudson and I have both been fighting a bit of a sickness, so I apologize if I sound a bit congested. Hopefully you can still hear me. After a crazy couple weeks of traveling and birthday party prep, this was a much needed week of resting and regrouping. I actually even got some reading in this week, which is a big deal considering I haven't read for fun in nearly two weeks. When life gets busy, rest and reading and being in community with others are the first things I let go of. This is a shame because I am finding these three things are the very things that help me stay sane and grounded. All this to say, if you're currently in a busy season right now, I hope you can give your soul some much-needed rest. Sometimes all it takes is a few minutes with your feet up and a good book. This week's posts are not even really related to rest, so this is really just a side note and a tangent. This week, I share a few practical things to consider when traveling to New York with little ones. Even if you're not in this boat, I think you might still find my story about what New York City means to me interesting, or at least I hope you do. The second post is dedicated to all the amazing fathers. I feel so thankful for my dad. He has been such a strong example in my life of what hard work and commitment looks like. This year, I feel especially thankful that my sister and I got to spend some time with him at the Dodgers game this past weekend. I am not a huge sports person, except for running, of course, but it was really fun to learn a few more things about baseball and just get some good time with both him and my sister. My major takeaway was that Kenley Jansen, maybe you shouldn't be interested with closing games anymore, but... That's just my opinion. I also am so thankful for the incredibly loving and present father that Lance's Hudson. I share five very tangible things fathers should be doing when they become a dad to help ensure they develop a really close and present relationship with their children. Okay, so like I always say, enough rambling. Let's get into it. Here are my posts for the week. Also, make sure you stay tuned to the very end of this podcast for a special bonus interview with my sweet husband as he shares a few things about what being a dad means to him. New York City with a one-year-old. It was around when Hudson was just a little over a month old that Lance and I booked tickets for New York. 
At this point, we were still relatively idealistic when it came to the demands of life with a baby, and maybe we still are a little bit. But we felt this longing to take Hudson to see a city that means so much to the both of us. While I would not say we named Hudson after the river, the connection the name has with New York made the name for our first son feel even more right. New York is an important part of our story. I don't want to go into all the details here, but New York changed things for us. God moved in that city for us. He brought renewal and forgiveness and hope. The summer going into our junior year, I made the decision with my friend Lindsay to live on the campus at NYU. You're probably assuming I had a job or an internship in New York. You would think, but it wasn't the case. No job, no internship, no true reason, but a feeling. I write this with a thankfulness that I was able to make this type of decision without logic or reason. I fully understand the privilege in this. I'm grateful for loving parents that allowed for this to happen. So I booked a ticket, arranged my living situation in a dorm at NYU, and trusted God that there was a reason the city was placed in my heart. While I never ended up landing that dream internship or a job that made my resume look extra impressive, I did spend quite a lot of time on the Upper West Side with a little girl named Shira. For some reason or another, this is where the Lord wanted me. He didn't want me in an important office. He wanted me in an apartment, playing with all the dolls that Shira lovingly called her sisters. He wanted me in the Barnes and Noble on Broadway, where we spent hours reading books. He wanted me in Riverside Park to help show Shira what kindness and sharing looks like. Looking back, I am so thankful for this time, but I would be absolutely lying if I were to say at the time I wasn't insecure or even embarrassed about it. Where are you working? What impressive internship do you have? Those questions were the common ones asked to someone who is living at NYU for the summer. It is hard not to feel disappointed when my answer to that question was being a babysitter. It just didn't seem to stack up to everyone around me. But here's the thing, when I think back to that summer, I was exactly where God wanted me. While what he handed me did not look nearly as fancy or impressive as those around me, it was what I needed in that season. With the flexible schedule of my role as nanny, I got to have so much more adventure. That summer created a heart within me that is so fond of this bustling city. New York is much, much more than pizza, the Empire State Building, and the Statue of Liberty. To me, New York is getting out of comfort zones. It is the steps at the Met. It is Yankee games. It is black dresses and rainstorms. It is being truthful at Washington Square Park. It is lobster rolls and soda. It is 10 mile runs at 9 p.m. It is baguettes in Central Park. It is new friends in the Brooklyn Bridge on the 4th of July. And it is also a lot of soft serve ice cream. All this to say, I love this city. And now I love it even more because it is filled with all the memories listed above, plus all the new ones we just made with Hudson. On the surface, a trip to New York might not seem extremely baby friendly, but we had a great time in the city with a baby. To be fully honest, it was absolutely exhausting, but if you're strategic with the things you choose to do, see, and eat, New York City with a baby can be a blast. Like with a lot of what I write, babies change things, but that doesn't mean a trip to New York cannot still be fun, 
and busy. Here are five tips for a New York City trip with a one-year-old. Number one, the baby carrier is your friend. While you can definitely use a stroller throughout the city, we found the baby carrier was the better option. We only took out the stroller for our runs. Every other outing, we used our Ergo baby carrier. The carrier makes navigating around all the people so much easier, and it also makes traveling by subway smoother. We also found the carrier a great way to get Hudson to nap on the go. We were always out in the afternoons during his typical nap time. Number two, parks, parks, parks. While New York City is more known for their main parks, the city is filled with tiny parks that are perfect for little ones. We literally went to a new park every single day. We had specific plans to go to Central Park and Washington Square Park, but all the other parks we visited were ones we organically stumbled upon. We found that Brooklyn Bridge Park was extremely kid-friendly. This should definitely be on your list if you are traveling to the city with little ones. Not only does this park offer beautiful waterfront views of Manhattan, there is a nice boardwalk to walk along, plus great little playgrounds. There is also Jane's Carousel, which is a fun attraction for kids that cost only $2. Riverside Park was another favorite of ours. This park is in the Upper West Side. If you're in this area, this is another great park for walking or running, and there are a variety of playgrounds scattered throughout. We went to Dinosaur Park. This is a fun one to visit, especially if you have a dinosaur lover in the family. There's a Triceratops and a Hadrosaur sculpture. We got some pictures with Hudson on top of the dinosaurs, which was fun. Along with a playground and swing set, there is also a splash pad that a fair amount of kids were playing on. A lot of parks have splash pads, which is one thing I wish I had planned for. If you plan on visiting New York in the summer, I definitely would pack swimsuits for the kids. Central Park, Washington Square Park, Hudson River Park are also great options that are filled with playgrounds. While we didn't visit any of the play areas in Hudson River Park, we ran through it nearly every day and there were always tons of kids and babies out. This is another very kid-friendly location. We found that when Hudson was beginning to get antsy from being in the ergo or the stroller for extended amounts of time, stopping by the park was a great break for all of us. The amazing part of the city is how wherever you are in the city, it is likely a park is very close to you. Take advantage of all the amazing park options New York City has to offer. Number three, picnic, picnic, picnic. While you might be tempted by all the amazing, amazing restaurants the city has to offer, the reality is that they are not always the most kid-friendly. We literally only went to one sit-down restaurant on our entire trip. There are so many great markets, food halls, and takeout places. Our favorite spot was Chelsea Market. Not only is it in a pretty central location and right off the High Line, it offers a large variety of food options. This is great, especially if you have a family with different taste preferences. One of the nights we got Korean noodles from Mock Bar and took them to eat on the High Line. We ate yummy noodle noodles while having a clear view of the Statue of Liberty. Grabbing food to go and eating at all the various parks I mentioned above is really the perfect option for little ones. You'll be so much less stressed because you don't need to contain their noise level. We also found that Hudson was in the carrier a lot during the day, so picnics gave him some much needed time to crawl and explore. If you are visiting during the summer, I would highly recommend Smorgasburg and Williamsburg. 
This happens every Saturday in the summer. There are so many amazing food options. Again, great variety for the whole family. It is also in a beautiful waterfront location with grassy picnic spots. It is a really pretty place to get some family photos in. If you're in the mood for lobster rolls, I highly recommend Luke's Lobster. This is definitely one of my very favorite meals in the whole city. There are various locations throughout. We went to the Union Square location and had a nice picnic in the beautiful Washington Square Park. On our last full day, we visited Columbia University. After walking around campus, we stumbled upon Milano Market. This was an amazing spot. The food was so fresh and the overall feel of the market felt very New York to me. From the strong accents of the men behind the deli counter to the beautiful display of cheesecakes, this is a great spot to grab picnic things and take to either Central or Riverside Park. Number four, take hotel breaks. New York is not the most restful city to visit. Part of what makes this trip so much fun is squeezing in tons of things. However, if you're traveling with a baby, it is important to schedule and rest for both the parents and the little ones. While we were not in our hotel much, we made sure to have at least an hour at the hotel before dinner to recharge and give Hudson some time to rope free and play with toys in the pack and play. Not only was this much needed for Hudson, it was much needed for us. Number five, skip the Met. The Met is one of my very favorite places in the whole city. I love it. We bought our tickets ahead of time and planned to go before we went to the Yankee game. We barely had any time for the game and visited the museum for literally about 10 minutes. Thankfully, the tickets lasted for three days, so we were able to return on Sunday. While it was so nice to get to visit one of my very favorite places, it did feel a bit forced with a baby. Hudson had zero interest in the, in the Degas paintings I usually admire when visiting. The one amazing part of the Met is the rooftop garden which I highly recommend for amazing views and photos. If you do have kids, this can be a nice place for them to roam around and for the parents to sip something bubbly. However, if you do have babies, it might be better to just skip the Met. Instead, I would visit somewhere a bit more kid and baby friendly. There are children's museums and zoos throughout the city, which I think might make a better family outing. Here's a list of more kid friendly things to do in New York. Hopefully you found this helpful. I would love to hear if you have any good suggestions or tips when it comes to New York and little ones. Fathers in the Front Seat. This week I watched what I realized is my all time favorite movie, About Time. I love this movie when I watched it for the first time five years ago, but now as a wife and a parent, I love it even more. This movie gets me crying in a way few movies can. I cried at the same exact part I cried at five years ago, except this time it was even harder tears. It's the scene where the father and the son travel back to when the son was a little boy and they are at the beach. This is the last time they will be together since the son is about to have their third baby and will no longer be able to visit his dead father back in time. 
man, this gets me. I sob. And that's not really my personality. I wouldn't say I never cry in a movie, but it is rare. And when I do, I usually just get teary eyes. About time seems to be the exception. I don't just cry, I ugly cry. I think it even scared Hudson a bit. I think the reason this movie touches me so much is the way it displays the beauty and the ordinary. The father chooses the simplicity of laughter, ocean, and skipping rocks as their last moment together. The same goes with the son. He travels back in time not to save the world with some big heroic gesture, but rather to fall in love with the girl, help protect his sister, and soak in as much time with his father as he can. It is love and family that motivates their time travel, not ambition, money, or power. This is refreshing. This is more what our world needs. Our world also needs amazing fathers. I fear that sometimes the dads don't get as much attention as they should when it comes to conversations around raising kids. Especially in the early days, it is easy for dads to take a back seat. Even if they don't necessarily want to take this position, I could see how they could feel less important or needed in the baby phase of things. While babies definitely need mom a bit more in the early days, dads are just as much needed. Hudson is so blessed to have a dad that has been so incredibly involved and present. Even in the very early days when it felt like all I did was nurse Hudson, Lance made sure to be as involved as he could, and this truly made all the difference. There are a few intentional ways Lance was able to make sure he had a major role with caring for Hudson. If you are a dad with really little ones or are soon to be a dad, here are a few tangible ways to help stay in the front seat as a father. Number one, take paternity leave. I know this might not always be possible, but if your work does give paternity leave and financially you are able to, I would highly recommend taking the time off. Lance was only able to get two weeks off, but these two weeks were so important for us as a family. He helped us out so much in those couple weeks. This time away from work also allows for maximum time to be fully focused and present on baby. This is also really essential bonding time for dad and baby. Number two, find a routine to be in charge of. This has been huge for us. Lance is fully in charge of bath time. This entire year, I've probably given Hudson a total of maybe five baths. All the rest have been given by Lance. I have loved just sitting back and watching him take the lead on this part of the day. He gives the perfect baths, and Hudson loves this time with his daddy. Whether it is bath time or story time or getting dressed in the morning, I think it is so important for dad to have something that he is solely in charge of. Not only does this give him confidence in his dad abilities, but it also allows baby to see their dad taking charge and leading. Number three, bottle feed. Early on when Hudson would wake up multiple times in the night, Lance was in charge of the dream feed. Every night he would give Hudson a bottle of pumped breast milk at 10 p.m. This was so incredibly helpful to me as I would be able to go to sleep around 9 p.m. and get at least a four block hour of sleep. 
This is also a great way to get some bonding time in with baby for the dad. Fathers don't have to miss out on those precious feedings. Number four, hold baby. Lance has also been really great at holding Hudson a ton when we are out in public. I feel like I am bragging a bit, but I can't help it. Lance has done so much this past year and I feel so proud of the father he has become. When we are out, Lance is a lot of the holding. To be fully honest, early on this used to bother me. I felt like at home I was doing so much work, but then in the public eye, he got to hold him. It didn't seem fair, but now I'm so thankful he does this. I am matured and am far more confident in my role as mother, so now Lance holding Hudson is a much needed break for myself, and it allows him to get time with Hudson. Not only this, but I think it is a great example. For strangers to see the dad taking on such an involved role. Number five, spend time with just you and baby. If you're working, time at home will be limited. It is important to be intentional about having time with just you and baby. Offer to take baby to the grocery store. Go on a walk, just the two of you. Give mom some time out of the house and spend some time playing with baby. Especially as baby gets older, time alone with dad is so important and special. Happy Father's Day to all the amazing fathers and father figures in our lives. May you feel extra celebrated and loved today. Okay, as promised, here is my interview, my first ever interview on this podcast with my husband as he just shares a few things that he's learned in this first year of being a father. I think that even though it's short, there's some really good little takeaways that you can get, especially if you're soon to be a dad. So I hope you enjoy. Here's my conversation with Lance. Alrighty. Hi, Lance, and welcome to the first episode of the This Woman Needs Grace podcast. I'm happy you're here with me. Yes, I'm happy to be here on Father's Day. Yes. Can you go ahead and just really quickly introduce who you are? Yes, I am Lance Capel, your husband. <laughs> yeah. And, and father, father too. to Hudson and Nala. Yes, who is? Nala, their golden retriever doggy. And Hudson's our baby boy. Yeah, and you might be kind of able to hear him in the background because he is having a hard time going to sleep right now, but that's okay because he is one and he can fall asleep by himself hopefully soon so i want to just get into this and ask you a few questions um in honor of father's day and just about your experience being dad so my first question is what do you think has been the biggest surprise for you um as you've become a father i think just how quickly each of the phases in like the first year went by i guess when we're looking back at photos you'd like think that he was getting so big at five months and then you look back now and he looks so small and you Mm -hmm. forget like how many things have changed I was waking up in the middle of the night to feed him a bottle then and that actually went by relatively quickly and Mm -hmm. now he's eating normal food and now he's like about to walk and Mm -hmm. everything just like went really quickly so I guess that you hear it but seeing it now play out was definitely the biggest surprise just like not even recognizing it in the moment, but looking back and seeing it now. Right, because at the time, do you feel like it didn't feel, it felt like it was going to be a much longer 
yeah, at a time. Some, some of the phases felt slower. Yeah. And then some of it now has felt a lot quicker. So it since he's so much more active and mobile and getting around. So, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. I agree with that as well. Um, what do you think has been the biggest change just for you personally? Like, how have you become different since becoming a father? Yeah, I think that becoming married is the first step where you become a little bit less selfish. And then Mm -hmm. becoming a parent is a further extreme of that where you really are just always kind of serving somebody else, which is so great. And it teaches you a lot of great things and a lot of sacrificial things. And Mm -hmm. when you come home from work or you're never really off, you're always kind of doing something. So that's a great great lesson but you love it at the same time it's like hard but you love it mm. so that's probably yeah. what I've learned the most yeah I like that Big hard change. but you love it mm-hmm. um good so the third question is one thing that you wish you could have done differently specifically in like that first month so like the really early part of Hudson's life is there one thing if you could go back that you wish you could have done even if it's like a slight change yeah, I think that just I would have been even more just like embracing that first month. I felt like I was pretty tired and I think I did, we both did the best we could, but mm-hmm. you almost just kind of like are waiting even till month two when you're in month one because you know it feels so much of a shock to your system. So just Or like waiting it. for like month eight when you're in month one and yeah. like looking even further ahead than the second month. Yeah, so just embracing it more the tiredness and just leaning into it and, and I don't think either one of us had a really bad attitude it was just a big it's shock hard to your when you're not sleeping yeah match at all yeah yeah um and then what do you think is the best part of being a dad I know you probably have a handful but if you had to pick one yeah I think just seeing how much Hudson really like takes after both of us in different ways and he really watches everything that we do and all his like reactions it's really like such a great joy just to see him like excited and for him to like respond to us when we walk into a room you know when we're in a group of people he like clearly wants to be with his mommy or daddy mostly his mommy but sometimes his daddy too too. (laughs) and so it's super super cute just to know that somebody a little guy loves you so much that's so sweet yeah i agree (laughs) (laughs) and then this final question is just sort of a fun one but considering or hoping that this podcast would still exist in 17 years and hudson got a hold of it and was listening right now what would be the thing that you'd want to speak just directly to him at 18. Yeah, he's getting ready for a big transition going into college probably. And so wherever he is at that stage, if he is going to college, then it's a big chance for him to lean into his faith even more or choose to go a different path. So it would be a time to encourage him to just stay connected to a community of believers stay connected to family and friends and 
just stayed with the morals that he grew up and that hopefully we taught him and instilled in him the last 18 years. Yeah, well, Hudson, if you're listening, make sure to do that. (laughs) Okay, well, thank you, Lance, for answering these questions, and I'm just so thankful for the father that you are to Hudson. You really are amazing, and thank you, and I love you. I love you. (laughs) Okay. That is all for this week. I hope you enjoyed the post for the week. This has been one of those weeks where the words were definitely more difficult for me to find. Last week, in contrast, the words flowed so easily and smoothly. This week, the well felt dry. Regardless, I hope you were able to get at least one good takeaway. Again, if you are also loving this podcast, I would so appreciate it if you would go on over to iTunes and rate and review this podcast. It would mean so much to me. I hope you all had a great Father's Day yesterday and were able to celebrate the men in your life that are fathers or act as father figures. I'm, again, so thankful for my dad, thankful for my amazing father-in-laws, and thankful for my sweet husband and the amazing father he is to Hudson. I also hope you enjoyed that interview. Have a great week, and I will see you back here next Monday.